The boys head up the pathway. They see guide Ingo and immediately jump over the fence into the bushes. Hey, Kara, where's Koro? Kara gives Nico the shush sign. Guide Ingo looks around to check to see if there's anyone around and then she talks to someone on the other end of the radio. The boys are too far away to hear the response on the other end. I'll take care of it. No, don't worry. After all these years, the moment we've been waiting for is finally here. I won't let that old man spoil it. Yes, of course he's here to kill me. And the kids. Yes, perfect. We won't let that old man ruin this evening's plans. We'll give the kids a night they'll never forget. And with that, she was off. I'll take care of it. The moment we've been waiting for? A a night they'll never forget. There's a lot to take in there. But the old man, the old man he's here to kill me. Koro, what's she talking about Koro? Kara is still wiping the last of the fake red substance off his face. Man, Nico, with all those brains, I wonder sometimes. How many old men do you see walking around here tonight? Of course she's talking about Koro. But killing her. Koro, I don't believe it. That's not Koro. He's not capable of that sort of thing. Oh, you didn't see him when you found out who swapped the smokes with firecrackers? It's totally worth it, though. (laughs) Koro emerges from out of the shadows. He looks around as Guide Ingo did. Although the boys are hidden amongst the bushes, they instinctively duck down. Koro has something in his hands, something wrapped up in cloth. He unwraps it to reveal a mereponum. But there's something different about it. It has a metal cap that covers the top third of the mere, and it glistens in the pale moonlight. He casts the cloth into the bushes, puts the mere in the back of his pants, and stealthily pursues Guide Ingo. Nico is shocked by the unfolding revelation. What do you think Koro is doing with that? He's going to give that to Guide Ingo as a token of his appreciation for tonight's tour. Really? Nico, it's moments like these that I realize you're not a machine. You're a boy. What's he going to do with that big-ass mereponamu? He's going to whack her with it, of course. What do you think is going to happen? You don't go duck hunting, and when you finally find one, say, here, duck, have my gun as a symbol of our newfound partnership. Boy, when we get back home, we're going to burn that pile of books. You've got a lot of catching up to do. Come on now, let's go. Come on, where? After Koro, we have to do something. (sighs) I was afraid you were going to say that. The boys follow Koro from a safe distance. At one point, Koro spins around suddenly and sniffs the air. The boys freeze on the spot, just out of Koro's view. His eyes narrow like he's picked up a scent. Nico grabs Kara's jacket and has a smell. Kara whacks him in response. Koro continues his pursuit. The boys approach cautiously. They can hear voices up ahead. They close in for a look. It's been a while, Patu. Nico mouths the word Patsu, and Kara just shrugs. Oh, yes it has. 800 cycles exactly, to the night, I believe. Kara is whispering to Nico. 
he's being careful not to use the S sound as he's learnt that it can be audibly picked up, especially at night when it's extra quiet. It's a technique that spies used during World War II to mask their S sounds with a th sound. Hey, Nico. How long is a cycle? A what? I'm, I'm trying not to use the F word. Oh, I get it. I'm not sure. A second? A month? Nico, we've got to get down there. And do what? I'm not going down there. You can kiss my ass. Come on, chicken. Ha ha ha, not funny. The boys edge closer. You've gone back to using your maiden name, I see. Hine Moimo. That's my name. Who do you think you are? My mother or something? Giving me that name. Kurunaituku. Yeah, it was a compliment. No, it was a curse. You liar! Oh, liar? The Iwi thinks you killed me. Yeah. Normally pushing someone into a boiling puya would have done it. <laughs> You're going to have to try harder than that. But it was a very nice spa. Thank you. Hey, Nico, popcorn be good right down there. Yeah, I know. Fanta to wash it down would be nice too. They sit there fascinated by the unfolding corridor. Koro pulls out the mere pognomu from his back pockets in his best South American accent. Say, Goro, to my little friend. Ingo recognizes the mere. Where, where did you get that? Oh, you know this guy, huh? Oh, I heard down the Kumaravine that this weapon will end you. Ingo rips her scarf off to reveal the scars. Her neck is badly burnt, and it looks like the burns go through her entire body. <laughs> These scars always remind me of your failure to kill me! <laughs> A mistake I intend to fix right now. Kurungaitsuku, I'll see you in the underworld. Koro lifts the mere to strike when Kara jumps out from the bushes. Nico follows. It startles Koro. Koro! Put the mere down! Nico is ringing the police! I am? Yes, you are, Nico! Nico fumbles his phone. He looks at the screen. It's going all haywire. He shows it to Kara. It must be the interference from the moon. Nobody's coming to help. Oh. Well, then we would have only confused things anyway. Tamama, stay out of this. I have to do this. What? Kalu? Yes. It's the only way to make sure. Boys, please, help me. You see what he wants to do to me? He's crazy! No, boys! Don't listen to her! Nico is shaking his head at Koro. Go, Nico. Please. Go get Miss Honey and the others. And hurry! Yeah, Nico, go get Miss Honey. Nico nods and sprints off. Kara looks at Koro. Sorry, Koro. Uh, I don't know what you're up to, but... You've crossed the line this time. On his way to Miss Honey and the others, Nico passes all the Haka warriors who sprint past him. Guide Ingo, seeing the Haka warriors arrive, screams an order. Stop him! There are six warriors, the same ones from the Pohiri. Five warriors are wielding Taiaha, and the one that did the wero has a mere 
A fight ensues and they come at Koro with pace. Koro blocks a downward strike to the head from the first warrior and elbows the guy in the face who goes flying. The next guy does a baseball bat swing that Koro leaps over, kicking the guy in the face and knocking him out. The guy with the medal steps out and signals for the others to stand back. He's the Kaiwero, a solid six-foot muscled gargantuan with long dreads. He takes off his parke to reveal his ten-pack and stylishly casts it to the side. Both Koro and the warrior inhale and charge. The warrior attacks Koro with fury. Side strike, upper strike, lower strike. The strikes are hard and fast, but Koro blocks each one. The Merepo Namu clash stone on stone. The warrior hits Koro on the knee and Koro drops to the ground in pain. The warrior raises his mere to deliver the final blow when Ingo intervenes. The warrior looks at Ingo and changes the blade of his mere to the flat side and slaps Koro across the face, knocking him out. Two of the other warriors pick Koro up and tie him to a rock near guide Ingo. From the side, Kara is not sure what to think. From a schoolteacher to a mere murderer all in one night is a bit much to take in. It's not long before Miss Honey and the other kids show up. Oh, just in time. Miss Honey sees Koro tied up. What on earth? Nico, call the cops. Nico shakes his head and points to the moon. Kara jumps in. Miss, Koro tried to kill guide Ingo. What? Kati Terukahu. And he also beat those two guys up. The two fallen warriors are being attended to, still groggy from the fight. Pono, miss. I saw it with my own two eyes. Koro's lost it more than normal. Koro comes too. He shakes his head, lifting it slowly to see guide Ingo standing a metre or so in front of him. He hasn't seen Miss Honey and the kids who have just arrived and are standing to the side. When I get free, I'm gonna kill you. Send you back to where you belong. And if anyone gets in my way, well, I'll kill them too. See? Told you, Miss. Koro whips round to see Miss Honey and all of the kids. Their mouths are all open in shock. Koro's voice is shaky. Miss, Miss Honey. Koro, wha what's going on? I, uh, I can explain. Can you? I, uh, she, she, oh, no, 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 I'd rather not. Koro shakes his head. You know what the worst part is, and it's going to sound dumb. There's the death threats, which is beyond bad, of course. But Koro, I thought we came here for the kids. Koro, look me in the eyes and tell me that coming here tonight wasn't all about you. That some part of it was for the kids. Koro doesn't lift his eyes. That's what I thought. Hello, my kids. Before we get to your parents, let's take you to our Tharekai. We have a hakari, a great feast plan. It would be a shame to waste it. You've been through a lot. The least we can do is have you all for dinner. The warriors will take you back up to the Tharekai. Guru, no. Miss Honey, you have to listen to me. 
the moon, it's almost... One of the warriors gags Koro, cutting him off mid-sentence. Don't worry, we'll take care of Koro. You guys turn up to the Wharekai. I'll meet you there soon. All the kids pass Koro with heads down. One of the last kids to pass Koro is a girl named Midi. She's a mathematics genius and one of Koro's little pets. She's heartbroken by the turn of events. Koro, you needed to heed your own advice. You needed to stay on the path. Her bestie, Hinuri, tugs on her shirt. Come on, Midi. Let's go have a kai. To be continued. Pakikehua, brought to you by Te Wānanga o Aotearoa, with funding from Te Māngai Pāho.